The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Well, some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings. Jesus said, All that you see here, days will come when there will not be left a stone upon a stone. They will not be thrown down. And they asked him, Teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, See that you not be deceived. Many will come in my name, saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified. For such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, it will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons. They will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead you to giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand. For I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be powerless to resist or refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends, and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name. But not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let me tell you about the last time I went camping. A brother comes to me and says, oh, you got to go camping with us. We have this great place in front of the lake. I says, well, I don't have a tent or a sleeping bag or anything camping. He says, don't worry, but I have everything. I have a tent for you and everything. So I said, fine, I'll go. So I met them there at the, uh, the place, and I said to my brother, I says, I don't think that's a good idea to, 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 to uh, pitch the tent over this big rock. He says, no, no, no problem. I have an air mattress for you. You're going to be very comfortable tonight. So that night I go in and I lay down on the air mattress to go to sleep, and I hear this sound. That, def- that gave me that deflating feeling, and I ended up sleeping on a rock all night. Well, anyway, the next day we were having dinner, and we hang- hung out around the campfire. And-, and after that, I got up to go to my car. My brother says, oh, you're going to go buy a new air mattress. I go, no. I'm going to sleep in my bed. And that was the last time, and the last time I will ever go camping again. Well, the reason I bring this up is because before God lived in a, in the big, in a big, te- in, a, in a big temple, God spent many, many years living in this portable, movable tent. So my question is, is why would God ever want to live <laughs> in a tent? 
Now, in order to answer that question, we have to read the end of the book of Exodus. Of course, most of us read most of the book of Exodus because it's a really exciting story. So you have Moses that has appeared, God appears to Moses in the burning bush, and then God sends Moses into Egypt to free the people, and he goes in front of Pharaoh, and then there's ten plagues, and then the Pharaoh gets so upset and annoyed by the plagues that he, that he kicks the Israelites out of Egypt, but then he regrets what he did, and he sends the most powerful, undefeated army against them to kill them, the unarmed Israelites, and then they got their, their wheels of their... Of their Chariots got stuck in the mud, and then the waters came over the enemy and destroyed them, and then God was with his people. It's all this exciting narrative going on, and it's a page moving until you get to the last seven chapters. The last seven chapters, that's where everybody stops reading because it's very boring. And what it does is it tells about the building of this tent in minute detail. So if you decide to read on and read the last seven of the chapters of of Exodus about the uh, tent of meeting, you will notice that, that all the details of the tent are the same details that you find in the, in the description of the Garden of Eden, where God dwelled. Remember, that's where we got kicked out. So what God is doing is in this tent, it's like a miniature Garden of Eden, so, that, so we can be back with the people again. Let me explain why that isn't so important. So my community wanted to give me a couple of months off one summer, because I was working in hospitals uh, for 17 years. I was on call every weekend for the Longwood Hospitals. It was a great job, but it's very tiring because you get up all during the night. So they gave me a couple of months, and I decided that I wanted to uh, spend the two months helping my father in a, in, a, in a construction job. We were fixing up our retreat house in Milton, and he was a supervisor. So I kind of wanted to swing hammers for the last time with my father, like old times sake. So anyway, my father and I were ripping out this wall, and I said to my father in a joking way, I says, how come you're not like other CEOs? Go to work with a tie, you know, you get to, get to sit in an air-conditioned office and make phone calls. In the afternoon, you go golfing with, with the other clients and other CEOs. Why are you always here working? My father said, remember the time when the lumber truck came to deliver the lumber? And I looked at the lumber and all the two-by-fours were twisted. And I sent it back. I said, yeah, I remember that. Do you remember the time when the painters got here and they had no idea what, how to, what, what colors to paint in the second floor? But I was there, remember? I said, yes. Do you ever remember a time when somebody came on the job late or left the job early or spent hours on their cell phone? I go, nope. He said, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm the first one here and the last one to leave. If there are any problems, any difficulties, any issues... I want to be the first one to know about it, not the last. And that's why God lived in a tent. A garden, he made a Garden of Eden right beside the people. So that everywhere they went, no matter where they went, no matter where they traveled, no matter what difficulties they came up with, whether it was poisonous snakes, nasty neighbors, whether it was not enough food, they were going to die of thirst, God was always right there, the first one to know, to be able to help them. That's why God loved the tent, to be always with his people. Now, in the gospel, we hear that the, God is, uh, that the temple is going to be destroyed. I think one of the reasons why is because I don't think God really liked the temple. Big stone structure. He liked the tent. Because in the tent, he could always be with his people. So after the, te- after the temple was destroyed, God needed now a tent. 
So when Jesus rose from the dead, he breathed on his, on, his, on his disciples the Holy Spirit. And what he was doing is he was making a new divine tent. We're the tent. We're the place where God dwells. We're the new garden of Eden for God, where God can dwell. And so no matter where we go, no matter what happens to us, no matter how hard it might be, God will be the first one to know to be able to help us. God loved the tent. And that's why he made us his tent.